to Fourth Wave Feminism, the podcast. I'm Sarah Gemitter. And I'm Jason Burkett. And this is episode number five, which we're very excited about. Sarah chose the subject. It's women and sports. Uh, but before we kind of launch into the parts where we're going to be yelling at each other. <laughs> I do not know what you can say. What is your personal connection with sports? Like how do sports intersect with your life? Every Sunday or Saturday morning, I play flag football with a bunch of other dudes. And as far as your like consumption of Oh, sports, yeah. yeah. Oh, I watch every <laughs> football game in the NFL, but that's about it. Like, I wish I were more into soccer, but I'm not. And I would say for myself, I will watch football sometimes to be social with you and yeah. that circle of friends. And in the summertime, I enjoy when we all play volleyball. Um, oh, yes, and croquet. And croquet, yeah, if we that play counts croquet. as a sport versus a game. <laughs> we, I think we played soccer once or twice. Yeah. And I really enjoy watching like World Cup soccer, both yes. men's and women's. That's true. I should have counted that. And the Olympics. And the Olympics, I'm yes. I'm big into the Olympics. I love watching the Olympics. And yeah. not just, you know, whatever the marquee sports are. Like, we watched curling once. For well... Curling is now the official <laughs> best sport of the Olympics. So this is like a little bit of where sports fits in our life. So you might ask, what does feminism have to do with sports? I will ask. <laughs> Tell me more. Well, women in sports have come a, a long way in sort of history. We have the WNBA. In 2007, they started paying the men and women at Wimbledon the same prize money. Oh. Up until then, the men had made more prize oh. money than the women. And there was a big controversy about that because the men actually play more sets. Men play five sets oh. and women pay, play three sets. Uh, we have Title IX in the United States, which right. is a this government provision that requires that equal amounts of money be spent on women's athletics as men's athletics. I think in... Definitely at the college level, but I think also at the uh, like high school and junior high. That's all very exciting, kind of from a from a, a progress standpoint. Like motorsports and horse racing, you have male and female drivers, male and female jockeys. But that is kind of it as far as co-ed sports go. Sports are pretty much separated. You know, the women's basketball team and the men's basketball team. I will add Danica Patrick. Drives in NASCAR, so making NASCAR co-ed. Yeah, that's why I said motorsport. Oh. And there are also these little inroads in that I just read today about a woman who is a kicker for a college football team. But Ashley Martin is the kicker for Jacksonville State University. And according to the Women's Sports Foundation, more than 700 girls play high school football in the U.S. as kickers, quarterbacks, linebackers, and ends. Nice. But that's uh, at high school. And there's also, with high school wrestling, girls will sometimes wrestle against boys because there aren't enough girls for them to wrestle against. Uh, and now women's wrestling is, is, has been added to the Olympics. That's awesome. All right. So those are all or is it exciting progress things. Uh, but there are some not so good things about we have a long way to go in, in a lot of respects. So, for example, when you look at the salaries and the money that's in it for everyone, the men get paid more. Like the top salary 
the most money that a woman in the WNBA is paid is $87,000 a year. The most money that someone in the NBA is paid is $20 million. <laughs> so as I said, there are a lot of things in the state of sports that are so much better now than they were five years ago or 10 years ago, but there are still a long way to go from a feminist perspective. There are a million different things that we could talk about. But for me, one of the the biggest things is this whole issue of access and power. So there are tons more men's sports, professional men's sports out there. Maybe all we have is the WNBA, but there's no baseball equivalent. There's no hockey equivalent. There's no football equivalent. There's no... There is a professional women's football league. Is there? Yeah. I did not know about that. That's how prevalent it is. <laughs> and then even in sports where there is a little bit more gender equity in things like tennis. I don't know. I don't follow tennis, but they it seems to be roughly equally popular. But you still have, uh, up until 2007, you still had the men at Wimbledon at least making more money than the women. And I don't know what, like, over the course of someone's whole career, I still think the men, the male tennis players make more money than the female tennis players. I know that if you look at the um, golf, the PGA versus the LPGA, the men make like five times as much as the, if you look at the top score, you know, the top paid female golfer versus the top paid male golfer, he makes like $5 million a year and she makes $1 million a year. And all of that is tied into the popu popularity, right? Because sports yeah. is entertainment. Right. And so the reason that we have more men's sports than women's sports is that more people want to watch men's sports than want to watch women's sports. I I gather. I mean... I suppose so, yeah. That does sound true. So to me, this is a problem because you have, <laughs> you have a lot more opportunities for men to do something that earns them a lot of money. And then that money parlays into... Power. And so you have ex-basketball players who've made millions of dollars playing basketball. They're, you know, set up to do a lot of things with their, their money and their power. So there's the money and power in that sense. There's a whole role model issue for me. And not just a role model thing, but a sort of scope of your dreams kind of thing. Like, I, okay. it just it makes me sad to think about the idea of like some you know, little boy who's growing up can have this like huge dream to play professional football on, uh, you know, in this giant stadium. And I watch Friday Night Lights and I've watched a number of sports movies. <laughs> and you and you get like all choked up about that moment when the kid walks out onto the professional field because the high school team gets to play on the professional field. And it's so like amazing and wonderful for them. And to think that like that dream is available to 50% of the population, but it's kind of not available to the other 50% of the population. I mean, you can dream of being an Olympian as, as a woman. Okay. <laughs> I mean, whether it is a value that we want to promote, people wanting to be rich and famous is a whole other conversation. But it's a, it's a, it's a dream that's inaccessible. It seems to me that, that what we value in sports are, are qualities that we associate with men. So strength, right. speed, endurance. Yes. And so the fact that sports is so huge is in a lot of ways 
it's sort of like setting up a game in which women can't be as good because right. for biological reasons, like we, the lung capacity and the way our muscles are constructed and our center of gravity and all of these different things. So we've created this whole field in which it's not possible for women to be on an equal footing with men. Anyway, I've just talked a lot. Well, I did not want to cut you off because those are all things I've never thought about. Uh, and so Sarah is often telling me that I am, I live at the top of Privilege Mountain. Yes. And that's why uh, people who live further down Privilege Mountain, their, uh, their experiences don't always resonate. So for instance, she's like, there's lots of inequality in sports. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I kind of, but I had like a sense of what you meant, but not anything like you were just able to articulate. So yeah, I mean, it's. I see your point. It's very sad. I definitely think, and I'm with you, that are those even values we want to push? But whether that's that's for a different podcast, like we're certainly not pushing them equally according to gender. Right. So I see that discrepancy. Yeah. I, I thought this was going to be a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, I did figure at some point we would try to invent sports. We are going to try to yeah. invent sports. <laughs> Uh, not right now. Okay. But for, for us, I want to make sure we wrap we wrap this part up. So, but so you would agree with me that the way things are right now for 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 women, there's something to be dissatisfied with the state of affairs as they are. Yes. Okay. Wow, I do just like that. <laughs> that was that was painless. You did it. <laughs> but you, I'm but... unhappy. Way to go. <laughs> I mean, and that's and that's my question is, are, I said, like, for women, there's something to be unhappy about. So for you, as a man who identifies himself as a feminist, do you see that it... I see the injustice, and I find it unsatisfactory. Okay. So I'm ready to make it different. Okay, so in the next section, uh, we're going to talk about what, what would we like the world to look like. And I think we'll not spend very much time talking about that, because the really juicy hard question is how do we get there okay i mean to me that's the part where i'm gonna try and take away your sunday football and you're gonna hold on to it with both hands and say no you can't take that away from me oh yeah i mean i i maybe i'm not going to do that but like that's where yeah that's a, where things could go it could go there All right, so we're going to start this conversation about what we would like the world to be. We have agreed, I as a woman, Jason as a feminist, that we are dissatisfied with the status quo. So what would we like better than that? Okay, so we want equal opportunities to be a role model. Mm -hmm. We want equal pay. I yes. mean, well, no, because check this out. We want pay equivalent to interest. So we want equal interest, right? Right. So it's not like people who do stupid sports, no offense, curling. <laughs> we don't, we we're not going to fight for them to get paid the same as people who do cool sports like football. So it's more like we want pay to be equivalent to interest. We just want interest to be gender neutral. Right. Because uh -huh. as soon as there's equal interest, you have equality. Yes. 
Theoretically. Unless right. there's discrimination, but I, I would doubt that there'd be discrimination. Just kidding. That's sarcasm. <laughs> So in your ideal world, let me just, just to kind of get into specifics. In your ideal world, is, is it that we have the NBA and we have the WNBA and roughly equal amounts of people enjoy watching both and people in the NBA and the WNBA make comparable amounts of money? No, that okay. is not how I'm picturing it. All right. Because I would not... I don't see equal interest happening in the WNBA. I mean, you could like try to launch a campaign to get people to care. But here's the thing. It is, they have a smaller ball and they have a closer three-point line. And it's kind of like saying, hey, want to watch shot put? And you go, yeah, let's watch these dudes throw the shot put. Wow, they can throw it so far. Wow, human accomplishment. Okay, want to watch the women throw it less far? It's like, no, not as impressive. Well, if that's what you're using to judge it. But I've read sports commentary that, said, that has said that from a, a different perspective, women's games are more entertaining to watch because it's more of a, a yeah. team sport and, and that's more interesting and exciting to watch. There's less kind of like showboating, less reliance on a single player to be awesome and everyone else to ride their coattails. It's much that that it, it's there's more strategy involved so there are different things to be excited about and interested in i can respect that my grandfather only watches women's basketball and he says it's because they set his his argument but he says you know the reason they set the basket at 10 feet is because no one could reach it so it required a lot of teamwork and moving the ball around he said but then when every single player could dunk it was no longer, that's not the premise of the sport. Like, right. so the sport was not designed for, for people who are eight seven, feet tall. Yeah, seven, exactly. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he says, when you watch women's basketball, you get to see the sport as it was designed to be played. Right. And uh, so he says he really enjoys all those aspects. So I, I have an appreciation for that perspective. Okay. In the case of basketball. If you had a magic wand and you yes. could wave it, would you I... wish for NBA and WNBA? Would you wish for co-ed basketball? Would you wish for NBA and some yet-to-be-invented woman's sport? One of the things I enjoy about football, but the sport of football has a, a place for all body types, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, you're like, oh, you, no one's too small to play football. No one's too big to play football. Like, everyone can play football. So I'd use my magic wand to say, like, it's co-ed now, and I'm picturing with my magic wand power, sports far cooler than football. <laughs> um, okay. Is that is that sufficient? <laughs> I think so. And I think I would agree with... I would agree with you. Like, if I think about what I would like to see in perfect fourth wave feminism future, mm -hmm. I turn on the television. I would like to ha have access to a as many women playing sports as men. I don't know whether that means co-ed teams, but when we talk about sports, I don't want the assumption to be that we're talking about men sports. Well, you would want everyone on the television playing the sport that you're interested in to have worked hard to get to their position, to be passionate about the thing that they do, to be able to be idolized by people of any gender and to have never even thought that their 
gender would act as any sort of benefit or right exactly. uh, obstacle to them getting where they are. Exactly. And even like thinking in sort of ta- tangibles or concretes, you know, if you're Sports Illustrated and you're coming up with the top 10 sports figures of 2020, without any kind of quota being established right. of them saying, okay, we're going to pick five men and five women. I, I would want for the natural choice of the top 10 sports figures to include roughly as many men as women because that's how Ooh. they're perceived and that, that's how they're valued. And I, if you added up what the top 20 women in sports are paid and the, what the top 20 men in sports are paid, I would want those amounts to be roughly equal. Um, so we'll, we can finish up with what the world that we want and now we can talk how do we think we could possibly get there without a magic (laughs) wand that's the trick we don't have a magic wand oh all right all right we have some sense of a common vision now the problem is how on earth do we get there well since our definition of success is a high level of interest we're going to need like an entrepreneur to invent a sport that does all these things because it's there's money to be made if you have a sport that's designed to include everybody and will be of interest to everybody that's money in the bank right there right so that's we just have to invent a new sport yeah and it shouldn't be hard i mean look at curling curling (laughs) Knowing curling exists makes anything possible. Now, do oh, I, I think I already know the answer to this question. Do you think it will be necessary to do anything to or intervene in the existing sports? You know my answer. I know your answer. <laughs> your answer is, no, we're not going to do that. Because everyone's going to flock to the better sport anyway. We don't have to close doors. We have to open better doors. Again, like thinking of the place where we are and how much ground we have to make up. So if you have these really well-established popular sports and these really well-established leagues that are a huge business and have a lot invested in maintaining the same amount of market share that they have. Yeah. Is the NFL, the NBA, <laughs> NHL, are they going to look at our our new wonder sport? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> wonder sport. And I mean, are they going to be like the, the oil companies fighting the green energy? Are we going to have to contend? Oh, yeah. With that? Oh, yeah. I'm worried about putting all our eggs in the one basket of wonder sport. And I want to keep on the table this idea of co-ed football baseball hockey and basketball okay i am you won't see any resistance from me or any nfl play uh, fan that i know for football we all want to see the people who are best at those positions we don't care what race they are we don't care how much they weigh we don't care how smart they are <laughs> or, and if you're a pittsburgh steelers fan you don't care what they do off the field We just want to see the person who's best at that position. If that's a woman, who cares? Great. Be the best at that position. The sports themselves are designed in such a way, and the positions themselves are designed in such a way to give men a physical advantage. Right. 
Well, first of all, would you, what would you think of having like a third? Thing? So you can have the NBA, the WNBA, and the co-ed league of basketball. A okay. or or having the NBA be required to have at least a certain number of women on the team, and everyone will have that same requirement. So you'll be seeing the best men and the best women playing together. It just makes it a a watered down version. Not necessarily a watered down version. It makes it an alternate version of the game in which men and women are playing together. Oh. And so you're saying that wouldn't just inherently not be as interesting. Yes. Oh, let, I think I can clarify this even more. Okay. So one of the parameters that exists in the NFL is you're not allowed to take steroids. But I think most fans are aware that the sport would be better. Every team would be better mm-hmm. if they were allowed to take steroids. Right. I don't think people push too hard on that line, you know, because people would be like, no, no, that's cheating, right? Mm-hmm. But then I think the other the other side of the seesaw there is like, but what if they were even faster? <laughs> what if they were even better? Wouldn't that be amazing? That to me makes my point that we are willing to sacrifice seeing the absolute best in the interest of something else that we value more. So we value natural more than drug-induced. Is it impossible to think that we might not? value cooperation co-ed cooperation more than seeing the absolute best in the same way that we value natural talent more than drug-induced talent so you're kind of saying by drawing the line and saying no steroids we are confessing that it is not about seeing the best performance right that we value something and so then you're taking that and saying look if it's not about seeing the best performance ever could it be about seeing the best performance between men and women? Right. <sighs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you could do it. <laughs> like, I won't stop you, but in terms of like where the culture is now, if we're trying to have a realistic discussion. Right. Maybe the fact that we value seeing the person who's absolutely the best is a factor of our lauding of the individual and of competition like that's a value that's like that's a culturally in instilled value i see and as the culture changes we might not value seeing the absolute best performer because being the you know the absolute best might not be as exciting to us because we would value watching cooperation like my idea for wonder sport Mm-hmm. would actually, it, it wouldn't be about declaring someone a winner and someone a loser. It would be, a, but you would have a group of people who have a task that they all need to cooperate to accomplish together. Can they do it or can't they? And it's not about, can they do it before someone else? You're sort of rooting for them as a team, as a, co- a collaborative. I can see us having co-ed leagues and only co-ed leagues because what we value is seeing the best that people can be together. I think that's brilliant. I'm totally on board with Wonder Sport being uh, against the game, as it were, mm-hmm. like board games where everyone's on the same team. Right. Yeah, I'm gr- I'm down. I love this idea. <laughs> I would okay. watch that. All right. People would watch that. Okay. I know that I 
heard about Native Americans inventing lacrosse, right? Mm -hmm. And apparently, and, and the polite thing to do is once a team scores, then the game doesn't end until the game is tied. Ah. So then they are like, good game. So some games were like hours and hours and hours. See, I love that. See, I think that I would watch that. Yeah. Is that just it? Is Wonder Sport the only hope? Uh, we watch Women's World Cup soccer and Men's World Cup soccer. Definitely. So what I'm asking is if you called your enjoyment of watching Men's World Cup soccer 100%, was your enjoyment of watching Women's World Cup soccer only 70% of that same enjoyment? For me, my enjoyment of watching each one was the same. I could say that. I could say that. If anything, I'd prefer the Women's World Cup more. Because I don't like the men to me in the Men's World Cup feel like they're just getting together to goof around and they actually play in their Premier League. So and it in feels the Men's like... World Cup soccer, there was way more faking. What oh, do they call it? Yeah. Flopping? Yeah. The Whereas the women have had Something much less truck with that nonsense. But I'm saying that like the women are like to them, that is their chance that's them walking into the professional stadium. So it's more exciting to watch the Women's World Cup for me, in my opinion. And I'm still just trying to figure out why that doesn't translate to the women's soccer being as popular as the men's soccer if I feel the same sense of excitement when I'm watching both. Right. I think the only realistic way to make co-ed sports become the norm is to get rid of the single sex sports and now you you could make the argument that that's not realistic i will make that argument I, to help you out. i know many people <laughs> there's nothing that i could possibly suggest that would get them off the feminist train faster than saying <laughs> i want to change the nfl so that it is only co-ed it's not a very fourth wave approach that. why not because it's you're taking and you're <laughs> forcing and you're mandating we're all about choice here yes we're all about hey we made a better cake come eat our cake if our ideal world is men and women being equally valued in sports and you're telling me that co-ed football would not fly right. as long as there was just male football the only way to get to co-ed football is to get rid of by force or by choice football and you're also telling me that no one is ever going to voluntarily give up all-male football. No, I disagree with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, I think every single NFL fan would walk away from the NFL for something cooler. Okay, what about Co-Ed World Cup? Oh, I would totally watch Co-Ed World Cup. <laughs> I'll watch any World Cup. Yeah, done. Okay, so... As long as Hope Solo is there. <laughs> I'm going to watch Hope Solo. If she's in the male league, I'm watching Hope Solo. If she's in the female league, I'm watching Whichever. Hope Solo. Okay. All right. Well, this is good. So now we have Wonder Sport and we have Co-Ed World Cup Soccer. Cool. That's what, that's what we're aiming for. Well, I'm surprised that with that you are going to bat for Co-Ed Soccer, knowing it's a winner-take-all paradigm. Wonder Sport's not like that. Though. No, I know. So let's... But I like, I, I like to have a diversity... Diversity of options. Right. And maybe co-ed World Cup soccer is a step towards Wonder Sport. I don't think it is. In fact, I think that once Wonder Sport sinks You think Wonder Sport in, is more likely to happen than co-ed World Cup soccer? Definitely. And then even with Wonder Sport, unless Wonder Sport and co-ed World Cup soccer are all there is, 
I still haven't gotten to my dream of <laughs> the top 10 male athletes and top 10 female athlete making roughly the same amount of money as long as the NFL and the NHL and the MLB are out there and Wonder Sport and Coed World Cup Soccer are competing with them. There's still so much more of the current status quo than there is of the new thing. But I don't want to feel like I have to force all of those other things not to exist. What all of this is, is me struggling to find a way to not abolish sports altogether in future feminist world. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm trying, I'm working for you to keep your sport. <laughs> Here's the thing, because th this is a lesson I've learned from you. <laughs> okay. let, me, let me tell you what Sarah Gavitter would say. <laughs> what would she say? She would say, <laughs> just give somebody something better and they'll do that. People want whatever's better. So right. you're not going to make, you're, you could spend your whole life, and some I'm sure have, trying to get people to embrace women's golf. And I don't want to criticize their efforts. <laughs> but you and I have the opportunity to say golf was not designed for equality and attempting to preserve an unequal sport it won't survive it can't ride the fourth wave <laughs> right but the same thing is true of football i know but uh, I'm every not sport sad. basically was designed with men in mind yes and they so, will not survive they will not survive for it so you're saying so you're trying to defend it for me you want to protect it for me but you don't have to because sarah gemitter tells me Fourth wave, it's going to be so much better. I'm never going to want to watch football because I'm going to love Wonder Sports so much. I'm going to look back at football and be like, God, that was dumb. <laughs> Women didn't even play that sport. That is what I want to have happen. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to be like, God, this is just dudes pushing each other. <laughs> That's so dumb. Well, I feel so very, very much better now that you've told me what Sarah Gemitter would say. Yeah. Because I agree with Sarah Gemitter. Me too. I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm ready to be done with football. Crushed it. We did. I have to say. Now, yeah. I just, I was not expecting this conversation. I thought it was going to be like, should women race separately in a fourth wave world? Right. But this was huge. This was a big conversation yeah. compared to that one. Oh, yeah, totally. All right, so is there anything that we uh, want to ask our listeners as far as a call to action? Call to action. Invent Wonder Sport. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. Invent okay. Wonder Sport. Hey, enjoy your sexist sports while you got them. <laughs> because they're on they're their way out. Yeah, they're, they're not, not going to they're they're not not make with it. Us. They're not going to make it to the promised land. In the meantime, while we're generating interest in Wonder Sport and getting there, we'll do more to familiarize ourselves with the need for Wonder Sport. Okay. So, like, you know, you, you were saying that there were things that you didn't know about kind of the inequities in the sport world. Yeah. Well, it's going to make many people sad. It made me sad when yeah. you were going through. Do you like that call to action? Go be sad? Go be sad? Don't you want to have a different one? No, I think have invent, a cupcake. Invent yeah. Wonder Sport. <laughs> think about why we need Wonder Sport. 
so that you're, you're ready to promote it and have a cupcake. All right. That's a good <laughs> day. Episode six or seven. Yes. Episode six or seven will be... The biological differences between men and women. Right. A subject I am hesitant to discuss. Why? Because I've put effort into trying to ignore them all. All right. And we can talk about that too. Like yeah. Whether we even think it's important to know what the biological differences are. That can be part one. Okay. Can't wait. All right. So you can comment on the blog at, if you go to New Suit Theater, that's N E W S. U-I-T-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot com. And you follow links through to Fourth Wave Feminism, the podcast. You'll find a place where you can comment on the blog. We really want to get feedback and to hear what people think and have people argue with us or make suggestions about future podcasts. Or comment on how right I am <laughs> all the time and say, you know, Privilege Mountain... There's drawbacks, but one of the benefits is people at the top can see pretty far. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for listening. Bye.